You're listening to The Dispatch on Star Radio, St. Andrew's Radio. It is Friday the 18th of March. It is beautiful weather outside. It's a clear blue sky, which is very rare in St. Andrew's, as you all may know. Now, this week, we have another very special guest of us today. We have Britt. Britt is here with us uh, to talk about a lot of things. Hello, Britt. How are you? I'm doing all right. I really like that jingle. Oh, thank you very much. I don't know when David Bowie's family is going to sue me for it. but (laughs) So... Britt, can you tell us what your name is? Yes, my name is... Where you're from, Okay. and your credit card details, please. Okay. I mean, I have them memorized. I'll rattle them all. Yeah, tell me. Um, I actually do have them memorized, because whenever I'm, like, in a bad mood, I'm just, like, immediately, Amazon. I do have to... No, well, mom and dad, I spend my money very responsibly. Don't get angry at me. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay, that says Mike is good. Okay, so... Um, my name yeah. is Britt Gronemeyer. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. Yeah, and I study... History and Middle Eastern Studies. California. We had another guest from California. Really? Uh, last week, which was Powell. Uh, to the listener at home, Brit is not a potty mouth like Powell. And Powell, if you're listening, <laughs> you know I love you, brother. You know I love you, but can't have that. Can't have that. You had me You had me in editing having to censor out all your beefs for two hours. Oh, God. It was horrible. I won't be like that. I'll try not to be like that. Yeah. Uh, just pro tip, just try to speak into, your, into the mic. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Cool. Okay, so Brit. You do work with the Foreign Affairs Society, right? I do, yeah. What is your role specifically? I'm the speaker coordinator for the Foreign Affairs Society, so I like I reach out to people to try and bring them in for events. Oh, okay. So I did that. We did two events recently, and then we have another one coming up on Tuesday. I saw you had, yeah, I was looking at the Facebook group, and you have uh, you had the Ukraine Emergency Conference and the future of WMDs in global politics? Yeah, so the future of WMDs in global politics was with my boss um, who at the Middle East Treaty Organization, and... He's from Iran, and he talked about um, the establishment of a weapons of mass destruction free zone in the Middle East. And then the Ukraine thing was kind of a joint conference with a bunch of societies. And then this Tuesday, we have a, another Ukraine Q&A with one of the postgrads here who specializes oh, that's very cool. in Russian. Yeah. Oh, I need to turn up to these. Yeah. Gonna It'll be really fun. Have more guests on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of the uh, – you said the, the, um, the first – uh, one w, future of WMDs in global politics that focused on the Middle East specifically. Yeah, so it's focusing on a weapons of mass destruction free zone. Um, and the, can like, you describe just what that is to listeners? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's pretty much just getting rid of all nuclear weapons or weapons of mass destruction in the 22 Arab countries in Iran and Israel. So it's with the, the um, Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. Very, it's all really complicated. Um, but it pretty much just works on disarmament in the Middle East. And does it focus on WMDs in terms of, is it nukes only or nukes specifically? Or is it like thermobaric weapons? And uh, No, it's any weapons of mass destruction. So chemical weapons and nuclear weapons. Okay. Yeah. And then in the Ukraine emergency conference, what did you guys specifically talk about? Was it, when, when, when was it actually? When was it? Because uh, I mean, it's been what, like 20 and a bit days since the war broke out? Yeah. Like, oh my God. That's crazy. Um, it was like four hours long, and so it was just kind of an overview of what's happening um, and how to get involved. Okay. Um, so it wasn't really like that much into specifics, and it was kind of like a big broadcast. Um, but next week's should be more detailed, and like people can ask questions and kind of get a deeper understanding. See, now you seem very smart to me. Oh, I mean, thank you've you. been into. Britt was in a tutorial with me last semester. <laughs> if people have been in a tutorial with me, you will know that uh, I will change topics so fast because I haven't done a reading. I mean, that I do my readings a lot, okay? It's just when I don't, okay? Just on a rare occasion. On the very rare occasion, I don't do a reading. But how, 
how do you see like WMDs and like because people you know you've seen like this whole talk about possible World War Three. Yeah. If someone attacks a NATO country, how that might impact it? How they may yeah. be like nukes flying overhead? How do you see? Like, what's your analysis? I know you, you you'll say like, oh, I'm just a uni student, but you can <laughs> feel free to speak. We Thank live, you. like everyone's opinion on this show. Um, I mean, I kind of got into disarmament and weapons of mass destruction in November. And this was before anything was happening with Ukraine. So I kind of had an interesting perspective on that, where my idea was, like, no one really talks about it. They're like, oh, nuclear weapons, like, that's not actually going to happen. But then, like, they just kind of ignore it because it seems so scary and so far away, but it actually affects all of us. Um, And now that this is happening, it's really scary. And everyone is freaking out now. Um, And I think for good reason. Like, it is really scary what's happening. Hopefully, Russia is just abiding by a policy that escalate to de-escalate, which means even though it raised its alert on nuclear weapons, it's not actually intending on using them. But that would be really, really bad for NATO. Like, NATO probably should get involved or will get involved if any weapons of mass destruction are used. Because a lot of people say, you know, um, a weapon of mass destruction, if when countries build up their arsenal, yeah. it's only as a deterrent. Yeah. Would you say that's necessarily true? Or would you say it's more like it's there as a deterrent, but they will use them if necessary? Yeah, I think especially with right now with Russia getting so frustrated because they're not having as, e- as easy of a time as they expected. Um, it's definitely a possibility, but that's a worst case scenario in my opinion. Okay. I think it's relevant and it is really scary, but maybe weapon, like chemical weapons are more likely to be used than nuclear weapons. Chemical? Like in, in what sense? Like a bit like in Syria? No. Yeah. Like, that's a weapon, that's weapons of mass destruction, and so Russia using those, that would be a violation of the international, of the Geneva Conventions and the Rome Statute, which would be a war crime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, war crimes are, I was, ta- I was talking last week, and we were just, like, going through a couple of things. We had uh, my friend Frederick on the show, yeah. who works for the Cash Student Housing oh, nice. uh, Committee. But he's also, like, really big, like, he's a, he's a youth politician in Norway. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, he, he's a... He's, a, he's now a vice captain of our judo team. So, yeah, he's now in the high politics position. <laughs> and as secretary, I'm going to have to send him a bunch of emails. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, he, we were talking about just, like, just like the number of war crimes that were happening. We just oh, yeah. more and more depressed as, like, the conversation I know. went on. It's like we just needed, like, to come around the mic just, like, just to hug each other. I know. I was, like, I was writing an article for the Law Review about the Rome Statute and Putin's violations of um, international law. And I was just having to read all of the case studies, and I was like, this is so depressing. I was just crying. I was like, this is horrible. It's so scary. It's so sad. And with the law review, then, yeah. um, it's actually the first time I've really heard about this. What type of, like, explain, because we don't actually do law in St. Andrews. No, we so don't do law in St. Andrews. Go on, explain. So this, the law review was started, I want to say, two years ago, and you kind of have free range to write about whatever you whatever you want legal news. I've written on um, ban of religious wear in Europe. So, mm, yeah, um, I've written on the Nationality and Borders Bill in the UK. I've written on international humanitarian law and how it works in um, non-state conflicts. Sorry, I'm listening to you. Someone is being very weird outside the oh, studio. Okay. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on here. I hope it's not picked up on the mic, but someone has decided to either hum or pull a chair. I was okay. gonna say it sounds like someone's like pulling something. Yeah, yeah. I was very weird. Like against the floor. I was, I was like, what's going on? We're just looking at each other. We're like, what is going <laughs> on? Okay, that. So yeah, can you? What was that? Uh, the UK one, the nation- the Nationality and Borders Bill. So that was that happened last year, almost a year ago, in I want to say June, and that was kind of a crackdown on immigration. Ah, uh, 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which also, it was violating Geneva Convention. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that would apply. I thought Geneva Convention was just necessarily just war. No. Is it not? So, it also talks about refugees. Oh. And um, people fleeing from war. So, the Nationality and Borders Bill would have um, conflicted with that because it cracked down on refugees coming into the UK. Oh. That's, I mean, yeah. this whole thing we are talking as well uh, with Powell about, like, how refugees are like treated differently with this conflict as well oh my god have you seen yes you go into tesco i mean listen i'm i've changed my tone like on this show i was getting joke people are listening were just uh taking the mick out of me being like because i was always like i'm not opinionated yeah um i'm still gonna be obviously like like i'm trying to be like as unbiased as i can yeah. but you know we'll just like throw in a f- few opinions in there just make oh, it yeah, more yeah. interesting because otherwise it was just like me just being a statue yeah did you have you walked into tesco recently i have and I'm not a big fan of the British press. I mean, this is like my second year living here. Right? Oh, I grew yeah, up yeah. my life abroad. I don't think anyone's have a fan of the British see, press. <laughs> have you seen uh, on the right just like the, the, the headlines? Like, we will take them in. Oh, my God. I, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I mean, obviously, I think it's really, really important. But it's kind of sad to see the amount of support for Ukrainians who are fleeing and the lack of support for a lot of other people, especially coming from the Middle East. I mean, it's... Because, it's, like, I grew up, like, in the Middle East as yeah. well. So it's like... For me, so I, I was born in France. Oh, wow. Okay, then I moved to Tokyo, then Oman in the Middle East. Oh, my God, like this is so much cooler than Los Angeles. <laughs> this, you, no, that is not true. That's where I want to live. Really? That's like, it's like the perfect place. I, LA, to me, is like the perfect, like, it's not cold like here. Uh, you know, like, I want to live in America at least once in my life. Yeah. And, like, there's stuff happening. It seems like, I mean... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I look at like like Rodeo Drive and stuff like that. And I really would not recommend you living not rec- in Los Angeles. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, if someone says like I want to live in the mine, I'm like, you sure? Yeah. You like like I love it, but like, you sure you want to do that? Yeah. I I don't even like I don't like Los Angeles. So I will not be returning. Well, you know what? You can take me as a take. tour guide. You can take me as a tour yes, guide. Yes, I'm a great I'm a great tour guide. I like I do all the stops, the Hollywood sign. I'm a little tourist. I'll be there on my phone, just like oh, can we stop like you know like. <laughs> By, by the Hollywood studios, please? Like No, literally. Um, but yeah, it gets kind of boring. And you're talking about the France... Um, ba- like the France... Well, not France, sorry. Like the European um, uh, religious wear ban. Yes. Uh, I grew up in when, I was in... when I was in France and when I was in Tokyo, mm-hmm. I was in a French school. Oh, wow. And um, I forgot what it's called. It's not... It, it's called... It's a term called laïcité, which means... Um, how do I describe this? It's like a, a ban from showing anything religious. It's not necessarily yeah. atheist, but it's like it's it's like any kid that has like if you're Christian you can't wear a cross. If you're yeah. Muslim you can't wear like a hijab or something like that. Yeah. But it was very clearly biased. Oh yeah. It's Sorry, who is screaming outside the studio? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we have been very disturbed this show. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 um yeah, it was very clearly biased. Yeah. Like towards different students. Yeah, that's why I was I was researching that when I was writing this article, and there are so many accounts where it's like you can kind of get away with wearing the cross, but like you can't be seen in public with the burqa, you know? Oh yeah, I mean it's like uh, a bunch of like places in in Europe. I think um, so. My mom's from Belgium, so like that. Oh. I think it's in Belgium as well. You're so international. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at me. I don't have an actual home. <laughs> I'm internationally homeless. It's like. Um, you can't enter a government building with like a hijab. Yeah. And I was like, what are you supposed to do? I, I, it's horrible. What are you supposed to do? Like, I just grew up like around them. Yeah. So like when I see like someone in a hijab, I'm like, oh, look, home. Oh. Like not that like, you know, like, I'm not Muslim, but like. It's, yeah. Like, it reminds it, you. Yeah. 
exactly. But yeah, it, that's actually be, really interesting uh, talking to you about this. And I was going to ask, like, as well, WMDs. If we go back to yeah, again, yeah. going off topic. If um, if um, WMDs. How uh-huh. do you see? And I don't know if you've asked, you guys have talked about this because I, I will turn up to you guys' society. Oh my god, please point. do! No, it seems really interesting. It really is. We're having another one um, about WMDs soon with someone else, with one of my other bosses. So I, I'm terrified of, of other IR students. Really? Why? I'll, yeah, no, because it's like um, I'll meet some, and some of them will be like, all they want to talk about is IR, but like not like in like a a cool term. It's like, here is my opinion on this. Listen oh, yeah. to my opinion. I'm like. Leave me alone, please. It's also, like, in my opinion, it's a lot of people who, like, really focus on realism. Oh, and don't like, get me started on that. <laughs> don't get me hear, started. All you hear about is realism. It's a shock that I'm not an IR student because there's so many of my yeah, friends if you could, IR. Right now, if you're listening, you're like, who's the IR student? You would never have guessed me given <laughs> I've asked you about the Geneva Convention and not actually know my complete facts. <laughs> We've already talked about it in class. I was looking, like, how do you see the future of WMDs? Do you think, in, sen- in the sense, when I say that, I mean... Do you think, especially like with conflicts like um, now, like yeah. with Ukraine, and then if we go back a couple of years, uh, my first like two years living in Oman, they had John Kerry, uh, mm-hmm. who, for people who don't know, was the Secretary of State for the U.S. under Obama, like the end of like, yeah, yeah. Sec- the second half, and they had the uh, Iranian Foreign Minister, and oh, so wow. they met for uh, like talks because Oman's like just neutral. Oman yeah. wants to be friends with everyone, so. Um, that's like the the whole like uh, nuclear de- uh, was it what was it called again? Um, the nuclear deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Yeah, so that's 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 what they were negotiating. So it's like two contrasting events, obviously. Yeah. In terms of, like, how would you see the future? Do you think it's going to get worse? Or do you think it's going to be in a sense? I say worse. I mean, do you think like the 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 rhetoric? Yeah. Itself is going to get more volatile, or do you think people are going to calm down more? Um, I think it depends. Well. In the immediate future, I think it depends what happens with Russia and Ukraine. You know, what he ends up doing, what Putin end up, ends up doing in regard to weapons of mass destruction. But I think that hopefully we're moving in a good, dire- in a good direction. There's a meeting of state parties in Vienna uh, in July, I want to say, that I'll be going to, um, where they're talking about the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, which would completely outlaw them. And a lot of um, countries have already signed, so that's really good news. And since Trump pulled out of the nuclear deal with Iran, mm-hmm. that's kind of complicated, but they're looking to renegotiate. What, um, why are you going to, wait, hold on, you said you're going there? Yeah, I'm going to be on uh, two delegations. Oh, wow, wait, yeah. go on, explain, this is really <laughs> interesting, go on. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm going with the NGO that I work for, which is the Middle East Treaty Organization, and then I'm also going with the Youth for TPNW group. Um, Youth for... Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. Yeah. Um, and so... It's like five days, so I'll be going to the youth one and then the actual one. It was supposed to be this week, but they pushed it back because of Omicron. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll be going there, so I'm really excited about that. And it's all kinds of events. And it's so hosted at the UN in. Sorry, go it's ahead. hosted at the UN in Vienna, the UN House in Vienna. Wow. And so, what is your delegation specifically like doing? Like, what's the purpose of your delegation going there? So, what we do, we do a bunch of stuff, but. The main thing is we have draft treaties, which we give to different governments and be like, hey, just look this over, tweak it, you know, and just consider it when you're having these talks. Um, So we go there to kind of do that and then also attend different events on weapons of mass destruction, just learn more, kind of get our foot in the door there. Um, Yeah. So it's like um, I did MUN in high school. Did you do MUN? I did not do MUN. That's like, so this is like MUN, but you actually make a difference. (laughs) 
<laughs> I always wanted to do MUN. It's f- I was on security. So I was um, General Assembly for like the first two years. And that oh, was wow. Security Council. That's really cool. You have to realize, though, it's a bunch of high school students and there's no like actual stakes. Yeah, like, but still. Security Council was just me. I was I was the U.S. delegate at one point. Oh, really? It's like Trump administration as well. So I went like full rhetoric. <gasps> like, cause, like you have to. Like, yeah. like, one, like one of my friends was North Korea. Oh and he just end. took, he goes up to the, to the podium, clears his throat, and rambles on for 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Like, listing every point. It was very fun. He was very that much in character. That sounds fun. He I was very people, much in yeah. character. I know people who did MUN, and they would, like, look forward to the trips. They'd be like, it's going to be so fun, you know? It can be wild. Like, it can be, it depends, like, how into it you are. Yeah. I was, uh, like, I, I, <laughs> without bragging, I got best delegate. Oh, uh, security. Ca- I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how because I didn't shut up. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Um, it's it, it can be very interesting. Like it really helps because you realize as well, which can seem a bit ironic given like how like you, you look at different like politicians and stuff. Yeah, you really are working as a team. And yeah. as much as like me and the Russian delegate and the Chinese delegate, because obviously I was the United States, mm-hmm. we're like constantly like in the debates, being like, "No, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, yeah. you're wrong." It really does feel like you then try and like realize that you want to pass those bills. Yeah, that's so a really interesting perspective. So we we did have to meet and stuff, and it's not like you know obviously obviously it's a simulation. So yeah. it's like the girl that was Russia. I obviously didn't think anything ill of her. Yeah, but it, we did. We like we'd have to meet and and so. But then like my friends went to one in. There was this. So it, if you were selected by our our MUN coordinator was our AP Gov teacher. So I went to an American school. Okay. Um, nice. In the Middle East. And they went to one in, in no, they went in, they went to one in Sri Lanka. That was one year I could, I didn't go. They uh-huh. went to one in Sri Lanka. Yeah. And they arrive, and you know, they're expecting because usually everyone's professional. Like you're all like because it's supposed to be a simulation. Yeah. They arrive in the auditorium, and for some reason it was like I was here. Remember hearing about this? My friend just texted me about it. He's like, this, this was so weird, and the hosts decided to do a terrorism simulation. What? As in, literally, like guys dressed in black came in, and like they were like crapping themselves. <gasps> like, I would friend, not know my how friend, to Yeah, no, my friend texted me about. It. He's like, luckily, like one of us realized. Wait a minute, these are high school students, like, and we kind of like that is realized. so scary. He was like, we were terrified. Oh my god! And like they like <laughs> they come back, and I was like, my friend Juan's like, hey Juan, how was it? He goes, don't talk to me. <laughs> he's like, he's tears on like me. Well. He's like, do not talk to me. That would be horrible. It was oh yeah. God, I so I was like terrified going to other ones. I'm like, what's gonna happen here? Yeah. Well, at least Very you normal. know that it would be a simulation. Are you part of Model UN or the here? United States? Yeah. I was United going Nations. to apply my first year, and then they it was like COVID year. Like, oh, yeah. Were you here? For, were you here in St Andrews? I was here year? in St Andrews. It was so difficult. To so, do but anything. second year as well for people yeah. listening. Just we're both second year. Yeah. They had so they obviously weren't doing it. Yeah. And then I went home for second semester, and I'd stay there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I I, I found this like the, the radio, and I I just yeah. I just didn't do it. I don't know why. I, I was really hyped to do it, and I just kind of I guess. I mean, there's still time. It. Yeah, I, I'll see. I mean, it's like a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, MUN can be like, as I say, it can be just really wild. Yeah. And you have some people that just don't want to negotiate with you. Oh god. I but, yeah. I feel like I would probably take it too seriously. Yeah. No, I mean you 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 be very good at it because you actually know like like uh, like decorum and protocol and the worst part is when people don't know the rules. It's it's because it's like rules as well. Yeah, I have like a little book next to my bed. It's like Insider's Guide to the UN. And so sometimes if I'm like writing for the law review, it's anything to do with the UN. I'll just look through it and like I can kind of internalize it with that. But I don't have any like I have never done any IR classes. So everything that I know, I just like have done on That's my own. That's very impressive. Well, no, it's like. 
I feel like it's kind of making my knowledge faulty, but... No, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, like in, it, it's like... What we study in class is very much um, theories. Yeah. Which is very much... You either love them or you hate them. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to be in the camp of... I'm not a big fan yeah. of, of theory. But it, it's obviously important to learn. But it's also, it's like... Yeah. This is probably, what, your fourth course doing theory? Yeah. It's 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 becoming a bit <laughs> repetitive. Yeah. But no, you'd be honestly like you'd be fine in in in, in any of my tutorials. Like I've been in classes with people who, listen. If you think I derail a class sometimes, I don't know something. That's because I don't know what I'm talking about and I've been called on. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I have to talk about something now. Oh yeah. I'm gonna derail the whole topic. Just be you. But there's some people like I'll have them in class and they'll just like, we'll talk about what was it? We were talking about like climate change mm-hmm. and it's talking talking about like dc and like, there was a random thing but no you, you'd be you'd be very good and have you been to any other conferences no i haven't this, this is, is your first one yeah okay so i'm kind of nervous you'll be fine look you're nervous about coming on the radio i was seeing you, you're like i'm I gonna can be fine you've been perfectly fine thank look, you it's been no conversation problems you're talking to a guy who um i, I say that on this show that i'm a that i'm both a cia and an fsb agent mm. because i can't mention my actual job Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, doing my my secret agent duties last night, uh, I didn't get much sleep at all because of uh, yeah the secret agent duties of St Patrick's Day. So uh, yeah. So you're talking to someone about much sleep, and you're doing very well. Thank you. I feel so special. I know what your what your job is. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh. Yeah. She's. You can't tell them my secret mission yesterday. You okay. Can't. It's, confiden- not- it's confidential. My lips are information. We have actually. It's a fun fact. If you look at that building behind, uh-huh. we have a sniper there at all times. So really? It's, it's there for me. Like, if I start, like, deviating a bit, like, I was just feeling it. Like, I was, I was feeling like he was ready to take the shot now. Oh, God. So you got to be careful. Okay, got to get back on track. I When I was in high school, we had we had snipers at all of our events. You have what now? No, no, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. You can't just start a conversation <laughs> and say, in high school, we had snipers we at all of our events. Like, it was like, yeah, we had, like, um, pizza for lunch. It's, uh... <laughs> We actually had some snipers. Um, yeah, so you would like you would if we had like an assembly or something, you would look up and there'd be snipers on the top of the buildings. Would they wave at you? Would they be like, "Hey, have you?" Have no, we, they were compl- like completely serious. What? Why were? Dude, I grew up in the Middle East and we didn't have that kind of security. <laughs> well, we had um, when I was in tenth grade, we had like a shooter. Um, oh. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it wasn't like on campus, but he was like on his way to campus and he had posted. He was actually an ex Dolphins player. It was like this. It was a really Miami weird... Dolph. Isn't that like a, a? Yeah, it's a football team. Yeah, and he went to high school where I went to high school, and he like threatened to shoot it up. And so <laughs> after that, we had snipers. Ev- oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what is happening? It was. It's so odd. Well, on that note. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about we play some Sting with this song straight to my heart? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible transition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did not mean to put that on you. No, no, <laughs> kind of backed you into a corner that there. That is the wildest thing I've heard on there, and I'm for anything, <laughs> anything as crazy. That was hilarious. <laughs> we might actually talk about it. Yeah, um, the time flew by. It's 28 past. You know, like that's actually 28. Really, yeah, that oh flew God. by. See, you're doing great. Thank you're doing you. really well. I was very nervous. Oh no, it's happened again. Right, Britt, entertain the viewer while this <laughs> the, the mouse has died. Again. No, it's not. It's not died. We're back. It died on me on air. Oh, Two God. weeks ago, it was horrible. It was just me, like, being like, well, I'm trying to fix this. Uh, <laughs> just, like, describing the whole process. Right. We're going to have this song break. Uh, just a reminder for those who listen to recording on Spotify and Apple Podcast because of the whole copyright thing. And I didn't get copyright strike, but I kind of read online, like, yeah. I get my whole thing taken down, I get sued. So, so, so on air. Better we, safe than sorry. Yeah. On air, we're allowed to. 
So I'm going to play the song there. It's a good song, Straight to My Heart by Sting. Have you heard that song? I probably have, but I can't think of it. It's a real, I really like it. I spent the whole winter break listening to Sting. Okay, I'm excited because I need more music. So uh, we'll be right back. The song's about three and a bit minutes long. If you're listening uh, on Spotify, you know, just pause, listen to the song, come back. If you want to feel in the mood, you don't have to because we'll be literally, for you, we'll be right back in half seconds if nothing happened. But for now, this is Straight to My Heart by Sting. See you in a sec. And we're back. That was Straight to My Heart by Sting. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope people at home pause and listen to it because it's a song I really like. I enjoyed it. We watched a playlist. My dad and I watched uh, this, like, it's like a documentary, I guess. It's Mm -hmm. this film of Sting after he left the police. And he was, um, it's like this this European tour they did. And they were staying, it's like 1985. Uh huh. And my dad's like more 1957, so like a lot of the music that I hear from him is like just like like that's how I got into like like yeah. the music. If you look at my Spotify, it's so varied. Like you'll have like like Migos on one side, and then you'll have like something like 1960s. If you look at my Spotify, it's just Taylor Swift. So you know what? Me and my friends would like it'd be like 2 a.m. after a party, and my friend so. You have to. It's back in the U.S. In Oman, you got to drive to get somewhere. Yeah. Like especially, I think in California as well, right? Like. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. Yeah. So I didn't have my license, and most of my friends, we were like, uh, this is like, I'm thinking, it's like senior year of high school. So in Oman, you have to be 18 to get a license. So we were all like 17. Yeah. And I had this friend. Um, he's like his parents, are like really, really rich. Uh-huh. Um, like they're one of like the richest families in Oman. Oh God. So okay. his dad had a, his dad like a bunch of cars, and they had the chauffeur and stuff. So he had the chauffeur pick him up, and he had this like Lexus car. Oh but my. it was, like, so comfortable. Oh. So just imagine, like, after a party, like, not allowed to describe what happens after, you know, <laughs> what happens at the party, but people can guess. Um, and you're just, like, sitting there, and it's, like, in this, like, mad... Com- it's, oh. it's, like, those saloon cars. That and, and, like, I'm in the so back like- as well. I'm just, like, laying there, and suddenly he puts on Love Story. Oh. But, and, like, I, I need to... Like, I never, like, saying, oh, you know, I'm not going to listen to Taylor Swift because this, this, and that. Yeah. Like, even though, like, I'm a... I'm, well, we were mentioning last week. In terms of his music, Noam is a person because he's gone off the rails, but I'm a big Kanye West fan mm. in terms of his music. And we know that Kanye and, and Taylor have a bit of a frosty relationship. Yes, they do. So, we, and like all my friends are as well, but like we all also listen to like a bit of Taylor. Yeah. Tay Tay. I, I love We put a love story. Imagine a love story like 2 a.m. Just oh. they're having the chauffeur just hated us. Oh my God. Just, Honestly, fair though. I listen, to, I listen to Taylor Swift more than. I should admit, I'm like a I, diehard. What's an album I should listen to? Like you've told me, because I know it's like Fearless, like all these. Like what's listen, one? Listen, yeah. My favorite right now is Evermore, which is her most recent one. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. is so good. Is I was it the one like uh, the covers her in the forest? That's folklore. Okay, so not that one. Okay, it's not that. So she released two sister albums. So she did folklore and Evermore. Um, I like Evermore more, but people, but folklore is more popular. Folklore got album of the year. Okay, yeah. yeah. The Grammys. I like Evermore more. But it's really good. I really, I could talk about Taylor Swift the whole podcast. Is it the one which is like, um, there's like Taylor's version? So Taylor's version, I'll get into it. Taylor's get, version, we were talking about entertainment news as well. See, hey, people who get mad at me for talking about Ukraine. Is this Ukraine? No, it's not. It's Taylor Swift. Calm down. So Taylor's version, essentially, she started doing music when she was like 15. And so she put out six albums with a record company. 15? Not when she was 15. Since from 15 to like 25. Or 26. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So, and then they kind of, like, stole her music, so they took the copyright to her music, and she tried to buy it back, and they wouldn't let her. The record label did. Yeah, the record okay. label. And so she's going back and re-recording all of them and adding extra songs so that she owns it. Mm. And 
so it's like powerful, empowering. I love her, and you get extra songs, so it's more fun. I'll just listen to it. Uh, the only um, uh, bad experience I've had with a Taylor Swift fan is a, a, a girl from my school. Mm-hmm. So, like, in terms of like, like I play guitar and stuff. Yeah. And my favorite guitarist is John Mayer, mm-hmm. who also has had a frosty relationship with Taylor Swift. Yeah. No, I like him as a guitarist. Like, I think yeah. he's like a fantastic guitarist. I haven't really cared for what he's done before. Like, I mean, like, I ran into officers like, oh, John, don't do that. But, yeah. you know, it's, I just didn't, like, really listen, listen to about it. Yeah. And, like, my friends and I were talking, I was like, yeah, you listen to, like, uh, Continuum is album, like, Gravity such a great song, you know. I'm, like, a big guitar bro, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. listen to solo, or, like, this for a minute. <laughs> and this girl goes, do you listen to John Mayer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should, do you listen to John Mayer? She goes, no. Do you know what he did? And it's like, like a whole like ten minutes of like, <laughs> you know did to do and be like, and then she's like, you know, I'm I'm a bit too tall. I'm a bit of a giraffe, <laughs> and she was like very short. So just like her, like I didn't want to interrupt she's, her. So it's just her, like you? yeah, like the whole school just looking at me, like my whole grade, and she's like yelling at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. To be fair, Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty bad too. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal went to my high school, and so there was like this whole. Jake what? <laughs> You can't say, hey, Tom, you have an international upbringing when you just have, like, everyone, everything and everyone's gone onto your school and you're doing everything. <laughs> Go ahead, jerk Gyllenhaal into your school. Yes, yeah, so there was this whole thing when Taylor's, Red, Taylor's version came out where we're like, we don't claim him. Like, we hate Jake Gyllenhaal. So... <laughs> Is that the song with the scarf? Yes. Okay. All too well, 10-minute version. Okay. It's really good. Maybe I'll ask you to play that instead of my song. No, that's 10 minutes. Sadly, I can't, play, I can't select songs. I wish I could. I have to, oh. That's why I had the USB key at the front. Oh, I have nice. to like, load them. It's like really old school. Like, I was like, okay. in the library. Like, I download them. Off, like, oh, I, oh, I can't say that. I, 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 we legally pay for them. Piggy promise. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, this is like, really interesting. Like The whole like, re-recording of it as well. Yeah. I love it. I it. can talk about Tessa for ages. I love her. Right. We're going to have a little news recap. Okay. Uh, that, that Taylor segue was great. I was, uh, <laughs> I was a really... little lighthearted. No, I like this talking about it. And I like listen. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> my best friend just wrote, he's back home in the morning. He just wrote, listening to the dispatch on St. Andrew's Radio on Twitter. He's like, and I'm pleasantly surprised by Tom's music taste. <laughs> well, thanks, Leith. Pleasantly surprised. I need surprised. your music taste. A you always recommend compl- everything. <laughs> a little backhanded compliment. <laughs> no. I think he likes it. I never know. I never know of Leif. Do you like it, Leif? Please tell me. Pleasantly surprised, though, feels a little bit backhanded. That does a little bit. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, Leif, uh, Leif is, is a little uh, injured at the moment. He fell off his... Uh, he's got like this... Uh, he's not like... He doesn't need a mobility scooter, but he has one because he finds him hilarious. Oh, God. And he's back home, and he just... Sco- <laughs> he was going around. around, and he <laughs> fell, and he scraped his elbow. And I just, like, text him. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything hurts. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay, Aww. my child. It'll be fine. <laughs> There's some emotional support for him and his, and his hurt elbow. Oh, God. How about that elbow, huh? Is that pleasantly surprising, Liv? So, uh, we're going to do a little weekly news recap. Amazing. Yeah, just to keep people a little informed. A little Love bit it. brighter. And well, I'm so, Actually, they're probably, like, turning off now. Because they're like, oh, no, Tom's speaking. It's not real. <laughs> Like, oh god, not again. Please, shut up. No, I'm less interesting, I think. So, we're going to talk about, first, we're going to talk about something really lighthearted. Do you know about war crimes? Mm, I do know a bit about war crimes. So, uh, this is my Ukraine recap. Um, so, the, pretty much the big news from, like, there's, like, a lot of stuff that happens, obviously. Because yeah. it's such, like, obviously, as you know, it's, like, such a complex conflict. Yeah, it I really try is. and focus on, like, one big story at a time now. Okay. For, for the week. Because otherwise, it's, like, the whole show will be about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, on Wednesday... 
the officials in Mariupol, which is like this mm-hmm. uh, port city in Ukraine. I think it's, oh God, if it's not a port city, I'm going to look absolutely stupid. I think it is. Yeah, good. See, I'm being backed up, seconded. <laughs> um, there was a theater where people were sheltering, and that was bombed. Oh, it was like 2,000 people. Yeah, or- it was 1,000 to 1,200 people were inside. It's horrible. Yeah, it, it was, um, I was reading about it. I'm just, yeah, so people there apparently are survivors on Thursday to start like, being pulled out. Oh my God. So, yeah, that's 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 not fun. And again, um, anyone in Ukraine, please please stay safe. Uh, yeah. You know, we we all want you to, to to get out of this. If you are in Ukraine right now, try and leave. Honestly, like don't. Again, obviously, like, if if you really want to stay in fight, I mean, you know, try and protect everything. But honestly, if you feel like you need to leave, just get get away. You know, we'll, yeah. You know, I I can't support you financially or anything, but you know, <laughs> I'll back you up. I got you, bro. Second, so that was a the Ukraine recap because it, like it's so much happening that I'm just like oh you it's so, it's impossible I can't just, like have a long recap anymore it's just so much happening I I'm know like, what what is there more to talk about Well, then, it's like my phone is always dinging with like BBC and the New York Times the only time I've ever turned off like news notifications was during COVID like I can say like March 2020 yeah because yeah. everything was happening at once I'm like let me be I can't because yeah. I can't see my friends anymore let me be I know the next news is um so on Wednesday there was this earthquake in Japan yeah yeah. It was the location, right? Um, yeah. Where there's a tsunami? Oh, no, no. Yeah. So I'll talk about that. Okay. I'll, I'll go through like, the quick facts about what, what happened. And then uh, I have a little, little fun story about that. Okay. Please. 7.3 magnitude earthquake hit northeast Japan. That's that's pretty big for an earthquake. Now, in yeah. Japan, you have to realize that the buildings are completely like made earthquake-proof. So something that would hit here. Like, if a 6.0 magnitude earthquake lived here, it hit here. So I lived in Japan, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like first-hand knowledge. If a 6.0 magnitude earthquake hits St. Andrews, we'd probably be under rubble. Yeah. If when it hits Japan, because I've been in a few 6.0 earthquakes, uh-huh. you shake around a bit. And then... But you're not that worried. Yeah. Like, make sure you're like... Obviously, if you have something on top shelf, like, make sure it doesn't hit you. Yeah, like, yeah. Perfect. You're, you're not going to... Your house will be fine. Um, local electricity providers said about 700,000 homes in Tokyo were left without power and 156,000 in the northeast. It's the same region, as Britt mentioned. See, Britt's ahead of the curve. Britt's ahead of my notes. <laughs> it's the same region as in 2011. Can you believe I wrote same region as 2011 where 2011 major tremor struck. Great English, Tom. <laughs> in 2011, there was a major tremor, the Tohoku disaster and tsunami, which I will talk about for like a little bit soon. Uh, oh, go, go play Britt's music. I'll be quick. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so there was a tsunami warning, but like very small ways. So nothing much has happened. Like some one person died. I think they were hit on the head with something. But that, like that happens in most of earthquakes. Yeah. Uh, I was in Tokyo during that big earthquake. Were you actually? Yeah, it was a 9.0 magnitude <gasps> earthquake. That's uh, terrifying. Yeah, so it was... Um, everything shook pretty much. Oh I had my to go... God. Like, not like... My family was fine. Like, our, our apartment was fine. Everything, yeah, yeah. We had cards fall down. So that's how much... A 9.0 magnitude earthquake and only a card fell down. That's but insane. It, I didn't know that about Japan. Yeah, but like then, like in Fukushima, mm-hmm. well, first it was tsunami in the Sendai region, and that hit like you know there's like twenty thousand people dead. Yeah. After that, and then there was a, a nuclear plant that was hit, and because that exploded, and we weren't sure about the radiation. We went to Taiwan. Oh where wow. That was like part like partly like worked for like in the Taiwan office as well. Yeah. So we went there for like a week. And it was like the worst experience of my life. Not because I had to leave home, because the kids, because my parents, well, no, my parents, like friend was like, no, you got to send him to school. Like, like you can't stop his education. My parents were like, no, you're right. So put me in the French school there for a week. For a the week. The worst. If any kid ever listens to this from the Taiwanese, the French school in Taiwan, I don't like you. You're horrible to me. They didn't even mention really? talk to me. Like oh, this is Tom. He's so like, sad. he's had this major natural disaster. And you're like, cool. They didn't care. Wait, how old were you? I was nine. 
Oh my god, no! I, I'm it was horrible. Cry. That is that makes me so sad. And I came back early. I was like, yo, I can't stay here. Like, yeah. And we looked at the radiation. It was like, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Like, a bunch of people, like, moved away and stuff. Like, yeah, sur- it's really scary. But it wasn't that bad. Like, it was sort of like, it was like, don't buy food from this area. Don't travel to this area. Yeah. I mean, Tokyo, it's fine. I mean. So I come back, and there's, like, three people in my class. Oh, my God. It was crazy for, like, the rest of the year. That's insane. It was fun. <laughs> that is so scary. I'm terrified of earthquakes. I'm so scared. Do you have them in California? Yes. We're right by the fault that... Oh. You know the Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie about the San Andreas Fault? No. I don't know. There's a movie about it, and it's, like, right in California. So... Have you had earthquakes growing up as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ma- yeah. Many earthquakes. Earthquake gang. Let's go. I know. I hate them. They're so scary. Right. Because we've been so good at, at talking and rambling on. Okay. I'm going to have to just stop us for a sec so we can play your song. Oh, amazing. Which is Give Me All Your Love by Alabama Shakes. Tell me why you chose it. Um, Because I asked for Taylor Swift and then I felt bad because I didn't know if that would be your audience. Don't feel bad. So I just looked at my playlist this month and I was like, this is a good song. I liked it. I listened to it in the library. I was like, it's really good. I was bopping my head up and down. Someone just comes to me and they go, are you okay? I'm like... <gasps> Excuse me, I am vibing. Currently. I honestly kind of forgot what the song sounds like, so I'm really excited. Well, I'll remember this is it. Give Me All Your Love by Alabama Shake. See you in about four minutes. That was Give Me All Your Love by the Alabama Shakes. I really like that. Okay, I'm so glad. I really like that song. That was really good. Let's see, what time is it currently? It's 50. Oh my god. You know what time what that means? That means, oh, hold on. We have. I don't know what that means. Um, my dad thinks it's really good. Oh, that's great. It's less serious subjects this week. Uh, he really likes it. Thank you, Dad. Oh. And then Laith has decided to snap back and says, I do like Sting. Sting is the bomb. I added this song to my to my playlist after you played it in your car. Oh, thank you. I guess that's when we were back That's home. quite sweet. That's very nice. And it's not a mobility scooter. You know what? It is now. What are you going <laughs> to do, do about it, Laith? Huh? Fly over here? What's up? <laughs> so, yeah, so... We don't have that, that long left. Uh, we've had a really good conversation. It's been really, really well flowing. So I've sweet. loved having you on the show. Please come back. Thank you. You're here, are you doing William & Mary or are you here for the full four years? I'm here for the full four years. Then come back on. I would love we to. We will have you back on a lot of times. It's been really fun. So what I'm going to do this time is... So, as people on the show know, I literally, like, I'm a, and you know because you've seen me at the races. Yeah. I'm a massive F1 nerd. Yes. Like, grown men overpaid in cars <laughs> is something that, like... I will cling to, like, if it's choice between, like, my wedding and there's, like, a race on the same day, I will try my best to either be, like, that is being played during the wedding ceremony. Like, oh my God. as in, like, there, or I will, like, get out of it and be like, no, we're doing this, like, another day. And, That's like, I can't. horrible. <laughs> I know. What about it, bro? Are you judging me? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> let me be. Let me be happy. I do like F1, though, too. I'm a massive Lando fan. Yeah. I mean, so, I was, like, talking about, like, the Russian oligarchs. Mm-hmm. And, like, I talked about, like, um... Uh, I was mentioning, like, the whole thing about Mazepin, how his dad's, like, he's been kicked out. Yeah. So, because the race is this weekend, and we've not talked about sports news in a while, I thought about just having a little preview for I, people I'm, who might be interested in it. I would be very interested in that, because I don't, I'm not following F1 right now. Yeah, so. you're actually, you're, you're, see, this is different. Brit is sane. Brit is also, like, very smart. Brit goes to all these conferences, <laughs> all these things. She knows she's going to do it for her life. You know, I'm there like, hi, guys, I have a radio show, and I like to see people in the room in cars. So I've, I am a fan of F1. I casually watch it. I think I'm a normal fan. I think you're a bit I've of a I've had a countdown fan. since Abu Dhabi. Are you kidding? Going on my phone. And when it hits, like, at midnight, me and my, uh, uh, and my friend and fellow secret agent, Rob, who's coming on the show next week, mm. who's a geology student, uh, he's also a massive nerd on F1. Nice. And we were like talking, uh, doing our, 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 our very important secret service job. Yeah. And we saw the time hit midnight. 
and we just hugged. Oh. And we just started like, yeah, it's midnight. Like, it's Friday. That means I get started. And we're just like so happy. That's so fun. And the other fellow secret agents were looking at us going. Like, what are what, you doing? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, get back to your position. <laughs> okay. Fair. Sorry. So, this weekend is the Bahrain Grand Prix. Now, what is important about this new season? Now, last season was uh, crazy. Yeah. We had two guys, Verstappen and Hamilton. Verstappen was like the young gun, the young, mm-hmm. the young underdog. And Hamilton is like the, this legend. He's won so many races. He's like you probably heard his he name. He's a legend. He's won. He's you know for me he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. But again, you know if, even if it's like you're in contention for it, it's it's you're you're good. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the end, uh, Verstappen won out in the f- in like the last lap. It was it was so crazy. It was insane. Were you there? Like at the I uni? was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just depressed. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. I was like, I, at the front, just like absolutely depressed. I was depressed too. It was yeah, and we were surrounded by Red Bull fans. Ugh. Oh, horrible. But this season should be really interesting. So there's new cars. It's a whole new regulation. The cars look... Oh. Well, you can tell they're F1 cars, but they look different. They look I, very different. Really? I haven't seen them. Yeah, so like the, the, they've got like bigger tires. They're in different I'm shape. It up. They're a different shape. It's... Um, so they should be better at like overtaking. Because the thing in F1 is that you obviously have a slipstream. So it's like yeah, the yeah. physics of like the car behind you, you can gain speed. But in the corners, that slipstream becomes dirty air, which means the cars can't follow. Mm-hmm. You can have a massive nerd on this. I was terrible I at math as well. <laughs> now, uh, what you should pay attention to as well is that there's some driver changes. So, Reich, uh, Kimi Raikkonen is retired. Antonio Giovinazzi's been kicked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nikita Mazepin, whose father Dimitri Mazepin is an oligarch, yes. has been kicked out. I wonder why. Uh, sh- I wonder no why. idea. They were sanctioned uh, by the EU. Because really? the, his dad's company, Oroka, that's why they were, they had the Russian flag on the car. Oh my god! So I they, didn't know that they were. He saying- was kicked out for it. so he's been replaced by Kevin Magnussen. So if you watch a Netflix show, he was the guy in the- Haas beforehand. Oh nice! He's been come back. He's come back in. Uh, Zhou Guan Yu Zhou is a young Chinese driver. He's replaced Giovinazzi, and uh, Alex Albon has now joined Williams to replace George Russell, who's gone to Mercedes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like big moves. Uh, that is a big move. Things to look out for again: Russell and the Mercedes. That should be uh, that should be really good. So he's got a good car now, and Ferrari are looking really good. Ferrari's got this. Yeah, yeah. I was like working on this essay, and I was like, <laughs> just like, like I had to focus. I, I've, I, th- like, I did a questionnaire. It's like, do you have ADHD? Uh huh. Like a medical one. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I haven't like fully gone to a doctor is because um, the waiting list was nine months. Oh my god. For diagnosis. Are you kidding? But the amount of checklist I ticked, I was like, oh my god, I think I have it. <sighs> so it's like I had to like, th- like I put like literally my phone like under my bed. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't check this. Like I'm so obsessed with this whole sport. It's like <laughs> I can't check it. I have to write this essay for today. So yeah. Um, I have the little app up, and it's four minutes and two seconds until Grand Prix weekend <gasps> starts. Three minutes. I'll just kick out, bro. I'll just kick, go, leave, leave. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. We're no, done. No staying here. Uh, yeah. So Red Bull actually seems to be the early favorites. They seem to have the better car. Well, Ooh. this is all speculation from me listening to experts and me. Apologies for the background noise. Someone's decided to be loud in the background. You being an expert. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, you know, I had. Um, I can say this. I, I'm not in ninth grade anymore, and I'm sure my parents do know about this. I don't. Know, I think you do know, mom, and dad. But I had an. I had an F in bio from like. Nice. January to March in That's high school. That's tough. I was, you don't understand how bad I was. Like, I was so bad at math and everything. I think my highest math grade was, my highest math grade was a B plus, and I was, because I had to repeat um, from eighth grade to ninth grade algebra one. Oh, really? Yeah. So... That's my highest not a math one. student. So C minus C plus was my usual. It's not like I didn't try. I had to stay yeah. after school as well. That's how bad I was. So yeah, you're talking to a guy who knows nothing about engineering, 
who barely passed his math classes <laughs> and is telling you like grade. yeah like these very complex like <laughs> vehicles made by like the brightest minds in like aerodynamics yeah yeah i know better than them i know better i know better Actually, that's that's me during racing. Like, well, you should do that because you know, like. To be fair, though, that's me with anything. Like watching the Olympics, I'm like, mm, that's a bad look. <laughs> it's me know? watching the equestrian races, like me, like have been like twice on a horse. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, like you should have done that. I I I I know better. Yeah. You said you said Usain Bolt uh, as an athlete myself, as a judo red belt. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I can run better than you. Yeah. Just saying. I look at it though. I'm like, I could do that easily. <laughs> we have some last thing about F1 is we have some some sad news. Uh, Sebastian Vettel is out of the Grand Prix. He's got COVID. Oh, really? COVID. So, Ricardo, my, my boy. I was going to say, Ricardo just had COVID. My boy had COVID. And there was a picture um, before, like, during, during, before testing of all of them, like, saying no war in Ukraine. Uh-huh. Who was right next to Ricardo? Vettel. Ooh. Who was on the other side? Signs. And next to them was Verstappen. So, that there's can... a high chance that a bunch of people test positive. Could you imagine? Just like, just, no one. I don't... It's just like, just uh, one car. Just Lando? Yeah. Well, and he. Well, then he crashes out like in Russia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's just giving me. You're a McLaren fan too, so. I'm a, you know I what? I'm a Ricardo fan. Yeah. I, re- I was crying. I was at Molly Malone's and I was just sitting there and I was just tearing up. And my dad is also crazy about F1. And he was texting me. It was like 4 a.m. his time. And he's like, he's like, I'm. He sent me a picture. He was crying. Like, my dad is. My dad's like 6'7. Like,. Oh my god! Grown man, just crying, looking at. Lando. That's not a grown man. That's a giant. <laughs> and I'm six I'm a, four. Yeah, I have a very tall family. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great to have you on. I Thank wish you. It was great. Way more here. time, but we have an, uh, we have. I can see the people who need to come in afterwards. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Uh, do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything that you want to say? No. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. I so, really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for listening again. Obviously, check out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's how, you know, like, I can get a job in the future. <laughs> anyone, I don't think anyone will play with me, employ me anyway. So, leave it off. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the nice weather outside, wherever you are. Uh, even if it's not good weather outside, hope you have a great day. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, Britt. And now, to leave off, this is Garden Shed by Tyler Creator. Have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs>